Contrary to popular belief, becoming a leader who works on their business as opposed to in it is not about hustle and complexity. It's about implementing scalable systems and process inside your business that allow team members to be empowered. Since 2015, Jess Densley has been working with business leaders to do exactly that. If you want some tactics to take your business up a notch, listen to this latest episode from Jess. And if you want more, go to JessDensley.com. Now, here's Jess. First phone call, I immediately dial my next one. My next one, my next one, my next one, my next one. Right? People get, I mean, in terms of speed factor, there's not who do I ring next. I make a phone call, I make the next one, I make the next one, etc. The hit list I've talked about before. So I've covered that. I want to become their agent, their trusted property advisor, regardless of the agency handling the sale of the property. So I'll say to someone, if you see something through another agency that you like, that you're keen on, I'm happy to give you my professional opinion. I know you'll have your own thoughts. It doesn't cost you anything. I'm happy to go through the open for inspection. I don't mention your name. I'm happy to ring the agent, agent to agent. They're more blunt about what they're expecting, the level of interest, the contract's out. I rang an agent yesterday. A client of mine's attending a private auction tonight uh, with one of our competitors. Charlie, my son's going to help Rosemary. And I said, please be upfront with me. We need to prepare Rosemary. How many other buyers are there? And he said, oh, we've got a couple of other possibilities. I said, you haven't really got a buyer, have you? He said, probably not. <laughs> okay, so at least I know and I can tell Rosemary what's happening. Okay, simple as that sounds, I said, this is what we need to do. So Charlie and I have made sure we've talked about how he's going to handle that negotiation maintaining regular contact and it's one of the most neglected aspects of, of, our, of our industry. All buyers become vendors at some point. Anyone heard of a guy called Marcus Kiminello? Okay, Marcus is at Marshall White. Marcus is a freak, right? He's a, a machine. He writes a phenomenal amount of business. His business is completely different to mine. So Marcus hardly makes a prospecting call. Scary, but he writes an amazing amount of business. He's got a very different business model. But he has a very simple theory. He works really hard with buyers, and, and that's very important in the current market. But buyers also recommend sellers. As agents, and I must admit, I was guilty of this early in my career, I focus so much on sellers referring sellers. Well, buyers refer sellers because the average real estate agent doesn't keep in touch with buyers. I know that sounds simple, but that's reality. Again, your market might be different, but in my market, a lot of buyers, unless they've got a house to sell, don't typically get a lot of attention. Investors, the quality of your property re reflects the type of tenant you'll attract. Tenants aren't typically concerned about main road noise, but your future buyer will be. I, I've got a key buying criteria, you know, simple stuff with apartments, balcony, first floor ideally, undercover parking, garage if you can, small block, four, six, eight, ten, quiet street, laundry facilities in the apartment, defined entrance hall, not walk straight into a living room, security entrance, not a catwalk block, bang, bang, bang. I know it's important. I know it works. I know what works, I know what doesn't work. Okay? So these are things I'll discuss with clients. If I was in your shoes, this is what I'd encourage you to, to search for. It's important. One of our senior guys has a very bad habit of saying to, to clients, you should be doing this. Should, must. That's what he says. Now, if someone said to me, this is what you should be doing, I'd be thinking, hold on, buddy. <laughs> I, I shouldn't do anything. I might, I may, I'll consider it. And that's why I'll say to clients, it's my professional opinion, I would encourage you, that's my professional advice based on 33 years in real estate. If I'm really putting a point strong, they might say I'll strongly encourage, but I'd never say to someone, you must do something, well, you should do something. It's all about a, a play on words. 
I talked about these things before. I make sure it's a convenient time to talk. Have you got 30 seconds to speak briefly? How many people speak to me for 30 seconds? Not that many. That's not the point. Okay. Just a quick call to maintain contact. A call to simply keep in touch. You know I like to keep in touch from time to time. Occasionally, also, you know I like to keep in touch once or twice a year. So it sets the scene. James doesn't annoy us, and that's the skill. You don't want to be one of those agents that badges people. You don't want to be one of those agents that says, God, I haven't heard from you for a while. That's not good either. There's a balance there, and you've just got to work to get that balance right. You've got to be careful of this one so you don't look like you're stalking them. I've driven past your property, noticed you've made some improvements, painted the outside, built a garage, whatever it happens to be. Just be careful of that one, okay? People go, how often are you driving past my house? Okay. Got to be a little careful. This is crucial. I hope I'm clear on this. You have to write detailed notes about the client. It re you can recap the discussion. So when we last spoke in March of this year, you mentioned your daughter was doing, was it VCE, was it next year? So I slow down there? I wasn't sure. I'm absolutely sure. But I don't want to make it look like I'm reading for my notes. I think when we last spoke, Bob, were you, I think you were going to Europe for, for a trip? Yeah, no, we were. That's, that's a great memory. Children's names, uh, sorry, names or, or ages, 14, 11, 8, 2018, that goes in brackets. So I, remember, I can't remember that if I don't put the year. All of these things are relevant. They're all really important. When we last spoke, you were very entrenched. I'm just showing interest in assisting you at some point by maintaining contact because that's what I'm trying to do. Consistent choice of words, subtle but powerful keywords and phrases. Now, we're running out of time. So I'm not going to go through all of these things, but I'm sure <coughs> Jeff will be happy to pass on the notes. And anything that I've covered today, unless it's intellectual probably for Marshall White, I'm happy to give you, okay? So don't ask for our pre-list and kid and submission, not because I'm being rude. They belong to Marshall White. They're not mine. They're Marshall White's, okay? I'm going to leave just a few minutes for questions at the end. Just a couple of other things I wanted to cover just briefly. So in terms of online training, and I'm not one of those American speakers that, that goes on and on about the, the deals and the offers uh, that they have, but I just want to touch on these things quickly. So I talk about listing and how I get so many listings uh, over my career. So the most um, business I've ever written in a year in terms of what I've done, what my team's done, is five, over $5 million. Uh, the best month I've ever had in real estate was over $900,000 in gross fees. The best single day I've had in real estate is $350,000 in gross fees in a single day. One day. One of these days I'll climb Mount Everest again. Pinnacle performance prospecting. So I've only touched on prospecting today. Okay? So that's again, that's an offer that's open to you if you want to take advantage of that. Prospecting was $750. I've just reduced it substantially. Not just for today, I've reduced it substantially to make it more um, achievable or within reach. It's $500 for two hours. Now I don't say this to be overconfident, but if you say to yourself, I'm not sure what I'll learn in two hours that I haven't learned in this hour. Well, you're kidding yourself. Because that's real life prospecting. That's how I converse with clients. That's how I build rapport. You get to see tempo, exactly what I say to people. This is just, again, a training room, and it's great to have that insight as to what I do. But this will give you a sense of how I go about it. If you can't make substantial money from coming to listen to me for two hours, then you really need to question whether you're actually in the right industry. And that's a really strong thing to say. But you'll get a lot from that two hours. You'll get a lot from the $500. Now, I'm not asking for a dividend moving forward and saying, do you know what? Because you come to listen to me for two hours and all the listings you're going to get, you will get more listings. You will trip over more listings. Okay? You'll get a lot more. can't believe it's gone out again. Okay. Uh, so there's those couple of things. Are we back online?
Okay, and now this one is a conference. Has anyone been to ARIC? Okay, so I've been to, there's been, how many ARICs? 30. 20? There's been 20? 20. How many have I been to? 20. 20. Haven't missed one. And there's only one other individual in Australia that's only, that's attended every one. I've never missed an ARIC, so I don't stand up here arrogantly and think that I know everything when it comes to real estate. I'm always trying to get better. But there's a couple of frustrations. As much as John's done a phenomenal job and he's one of my heroes in the industry, uh, they do panels. So they don't have enough women that speak at the conferences. <laughs> they, I think one day is, in my mind, enough. And the cost of going interstate is significant. So to go interstate and speak at, a, and, and you've got accommodation, airfares, uh, dinner, uh, dinner, drinks, etc., and the and ARIC itself is really expensive. So I'm trying to get it back up going out at the key moment again. It's a conference next February, February 19th, where we've got a range of speakers, certainly not just me. We've got, I think, the best real estate speaker in Australia, a guy by the name of Phil Harris. Has anyone heard of Phil? Phil's in Adelaide, South Australia. He's a brilliant real estate agent. He's the best. We've got Zadie Reynolds, who's, I think, the best female agent in the country. She's at Marshall White. I'm very biased. I've mentored her, but all I've ever done with Zadie is polish the gem. She was already an exceptional operator. We have... I'll click it. Keep going. So anyway, we'll get some details out to you, but that conference, there was as it, a range of speakers. The guy that's um, now number two in the country, uh, Michael Clark, it's very difficult for me to say that because I'm now third. Uh, I'm only joking, I'm still getting to know you. Uh, Michael's now second. He's an exceptional real estate agent and he's just a, a great guy. He's just such a nice fella. So he's coming to speak at the conference. There's a range of people. And the best individual I've ever, not a real estate agent, the best individual presentation I've ever heard in my life, a guy called Michael Crossland. Has anyone ever seen or heard of Michael? Michael Crossland, one word. Don't Google it and wreck, wreck it too much, but if you come to that conference, it'll be the most incredible hour of your life. Right? That's a, think about this for a moment. How many conferences I've been to in 33 years of real estate? How many have I spoken at, listened to? The most amazing presentation <coughs> I've ever heard. Not a real estate agent. Inspiring, motivating, Talk about overcoming adversity. You might think you had a few problems yesterday or, or today or last week. Incredible story. So that's February 19th next year. So anyway, there, there are a range of things that you, beyond today, you can tap into. We've only got a few minutes left. Would anyone like to throw a question at me that on any topic to do with real estate, prefer real estate? Yes. Um, just wondering what else you do. So obviously you've got a really substantial database of network of clients now, 5,000 or something you said, but um, what are you doing Okay, so very simply, I do the um, the e-bulletin every Thursday, which the company does. But then we send that to all our clients. Uh, some would unsubscribe, but not too many. But that's my insurance. That's my backup. And then I do the the phone calls, obviously regularly. And I still do Christmas cards. See, my wife said to me yesterday, "Do people still do Christmas cards?" Well, so I do because I get business from it. So, but if someone says, no, I don't do that, that's old-fashioned. That's fine. Works for me. Um, but that, there's some of the things I do. And there's obviously mail-outs and there's stuff that we do along the way where we're just maintaining contact. But there's a balance there. We, and I try to get that right with the clients that I'm in touch with. Even regularity of phone calls where someone says, I haven't heard from you for a while, which I touched on before. I don't want people to be saying that to me. But if someone says, well, we're going to be here forevermore, we're never moving, we're never moving, well, why do I ring them every month or six months? There's no point. So that's the skill in real estate is the frequency of contact. 
And it's like when someone says to me, I'm not selling for six months or a year. I'll say, what I'd like to do if I may is just give you a call towards the end of the year, just to let you know how the market's gone in your area in the next six weeks. And I don't get people saying, no, I don't want you to ring me. Because they're thinking about doing something. So if I just say what I'd like to do is just give you an uptake call, let you know how the market's going around you, your suburb, etc. Anything similar. We, we send out letters when we've listed something, when we've sold something. So that's another one that works incredibly well. It's another letter I'm happy to get to you. That letter is incredibly powerful. We've got agents like Zadie that ring them every time. We've got something in, um, uh, in Den Street, Glenaris. So she'll ring the clients in Den Street, whereas I'll just send a letter because I've got enough phone calls to make. Uh, but Zales is the master at doing that. So that's a brilliant way to keep in touch with people because that gives the impression that you're just doing more and more and more and there's this tentacle effect that you just seem to be handling so many listings. I get people saying to me, God, Marshall White's doing a lot in the area at the moment. They're doing incredibly well. If someone says to me, how's the market going? I want to be balanced about it. I say to people, the market's actually a lot better than the media's portraying. We've been very lucky over a long period of time, both real estate agents and property owners, and we deal with a very affluent market. And where you live and where we operate is in an affluent market. Sure, it's changed, but it's still a good market. If vendors are realistic, then properties will sell and sell strongly. There's a script. That's what I go bang, bang every, all day, every day. So I hope that answers it. Yeah. Um, just wondering what you do to prepare your prospects for those times where you're just putting a lot of hours in, so yep. you're spending a lot of time actually preparing. So Kay does all of that. So Kay, I'm, I'm a virtual assistant. So I've got basically a list of um, clients each week, the 200 clients, name, address, phone numbers, email, and notes underneath each person. And then I tick them, put spoke to on the 6th, 7th, 8th, whatever it is, November. Next contact. 24th of January or whatever it is and then that gets entered in. So all I get is a printout each week and then I go through the printout when I'm just watching the television over the weekend. I'll put a little red dot next to someone that's an important phone call, little two dots next to someone that's a really important phone call and a pink highlight next to someone that's an after hours phone call. No point trying, trying them during the day, you're never going to catch them. So I'll do that. I also, to answer your question, two questions, I have an orange highlight dot. These are all the little things you pick up when you watch me. An orange highlight dot that people just get sent a business card, personal profile, and a fridge magnet automatically. So it says, further to our discussion yesterday, recently, today, I know you don't require any real estate advice at the moment, but if I can help with an appraisal or any other property related advice, I'd be delighted if you remembered me. And the fridge magnet's the most important thing because the, real, the reality is they're not going to go to R for real estate in their filing cabinet and say, R for real estate, I know who to ring. Well, the odd person might, the really particular person. But again, we don't do calendars. You know, I can't believe real estate agents that do calendars because they have to do them every year. We just have the emergency contact numbers and that gets sent out to people. And it's got our, we don't brand many things with our face, with, our, with a photo of ourselves, and then the emergency contact numbers and then our contact details. I've been into two houses in the last two months where they've cut my photograph off. You might be shocked, but I was. <laughs> I was horrified, but that's okay. I just made a bit of a joke with them. I say, you're missing an important part of the fridge magnet. Right? I just smile and they say, oh, yeah. James, I'm sorry. I hope you don't take offence. Not at all. Don't like it as much at the moment, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I don't say that to them. But I do um, often get actually shocked that they've done that and I just have a bit of a, a, a joke with people. So I hope I've answered that. I don't do the preparation. I rely on other people to do the preparation. It's like when you sit there with a computer on your desk. I don't have a computer on my desk. People go, what? I don't need to get disruptions. My EAK is a freak of nature in a real estate sense. She is superhuman. So she gives me everything I need to, to know about, but she'll get rid of the other stuff. And having a star EA is the most underestimated part of real estate because you can't do everything yourself. 
I've got a team around me, two marketing girls, I've got people in sales, I couldn't handle the business I do without the team around me. I'd be the mentalist ops, yeah? nearly. I know we're running out of time. Question at the back. A box and dice, yeah, it's uh, it's good, but not amazing. If that, if I was being totally truthful, serves a purpose for me, but it's still a bit clunky. If I was, we had Reapit before that, R E A P I T, an English system, again, good, not phenomenal, but they serve a purpose for me. It works well for me, uh, but some people sort of feel it's a bit doesn't perform quite what they'd like it to do, but we're working through that. Okay, so um, that's an important question. They started, when I first got into real estate, I used to have a farm area, like a lot of you do, and I used to drive that farm, and I'd pick quite a time. So Saturday morning, I'd get out there at seven o'clock in the morning, and I'd drive up and down each street, one after the other. I'd look for new houses, new townhouses, jot down the builder's details, vacant blocks of land, try and find out the owner, and approach them about it, and I mean, from appraisals, open for inspections, I rang through lists of people, because generally speaking, there's a lot of lazy real estate agents. When someone leaves the company, who picks up their data? Not a lot of people. When someone leaves Marshall White, we jump on their data and we divide the data with the people that want their data. But you have to be up to date with your prospecting calls. If you're not up to date with your prospecting calls, you don't get new data. Does that make sense? So that's how I got going. I rang and I rang and I rang. My nickname when I first got into real estate for the first few years was Telecom Tostevin. Now, of course, it's been Telstra for a while, so I'm taking you back in time there. But I just rang people till my fingers were almost bleeding. Right? Seriously. I just rang, pushed the buttons in, bang. Uh, I, just, I just spoke to as many people as I could. Right? Yep. Okay, so I've got um, two admin marketing girls who, when we list a property, we give it to the Kim, give it to Mel, and they take over. Solicitors that are letter to the vendor, thank, thank you, etc. They take everything over. So the vendor approves everything. Photography, floor plan, copywriting, they handle all of that. And then the EA I mentioned, Kay, and then I've got four in sales, and I've got an Asian agent who's not in a position yet, because she's not experienced enough to handle campaigns by herself, but she helps the team with properties, and she gets paid accordingly, but that's the team structure. So, so four main ones in sales, but Scarlett's doing a great job, and there are some properties without Scarlett's help, we'd be in trouble. Oh, basically, it's just someone offshore that we just send the list to, and they do the updating. So instead of Kay getting bogged down, as my EA was stuff that um, uh, that she doesn't need to do. I mean, she could do, but she's got other more important things that she's doing. So but it's all about communication with any team member and, again, the things you give them. And that's one thing I don't want to give her because she's got other more important things to do, if that makes sense. So Correct. Yep. Yeah, and it's so cheap. So again, I'm happy to get the details to Jess. I'm going to end on one note. A lot of people ask me, no one has asked me today, why do I do all of this? Okay. Why do I work so hard? Why have I done it over 33 years? For me in life, there's nothing more important and clearly I love kids. I've got six kids, <coughs> as I mentioned before. But I look at the highlights of my life and would be, for example, an overseas trip that I did for my 50th a couple of years ago where we went to the south of France for a week and it was the most ridiculous hotel I've ever stayed in. My whole family, right? I paid for all my family to get there. Business class, mum and dad first class. Um, and my brother Hamish, he, he paid. But that's, don't feel sorry for him, he's got plenty of money. But ultimately, I paid for my whole family. We went on a ridiculous boat for a day. And a boat that you look at when you're in Europe, you go, oh, that's ridiculous. I'll never be able to afford a boat like that. Well, I can't afford it, except for one day. But that's one of the highlights of my life. And all of that came through my hard work. I took Charlie and Ed, my twin boys, who are now 26, to the Super Bowl. 
in San Francisco a couple of years ago. We went to Mexico for four days and then we went to San Francisco for, two day, uh, for three days. Went to the Super Bowl. It was a day, 20 degrees, phenomenal. Uh, as one of our directors says, you've been to an AFL grand final, uh, it, it's like the Little League compared to a Super Bowl. It, I don't even follow the gridiron, but it was an incredible experience, amazing life experience. But again, I got to do that with just my twin boys. So people ask me the whole time, why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because I want to be successful. I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be in a real estate agent's office of 20 people and say so I'm happy to be in the top 20. I love what I do. I'm driven by what I do. I said I'm 52 years of age. People say, when are you going to retire? Retire? It's just a stupid word. Why would you want to retire? Right? There's no point. Right? Now, it doesn't mean I'm not cutting down. I said I don't work Fridays. I take 11 weeks holiday a year. Now, before, you, before some of you say that's the best idea I've got in the last hour, and you go and speak to your director <laughs> tomorrow, you've got to run a lot of business to get 11 weeks holiday. Okay? But I have a great quality of life, a fantastic quality of life. And don't underestimate one thing. I absolutely love what I do. I'm excited. I'm going to an open for inspection shortly, but I'm pumped about it. I'm so excited about it because to me, that's real estate. That's what I enjoy the most. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, thank you.